On episode 211 of the Jeep Talk Show, we hear what FCA has done to piss Josh off now, and we get more details on the soon-to-be-released Jeep pickup. And on Wrangler Talk, I go over the latest batch of Jeep tips on my blog. We answer your call-in questions here for the mind of Nikki G, and John is back with an all-new Radio Comtech. We'll find out what's going on over at WranglerTalk.com, and in Tech Talk, we'll cover battery maintenance and play a round of Amazon You Bought What? Tony Talks Brake Lines, Tammy Talks Purple, and I talk about Oregon Trail Off-Road, all coming up on the Jeep Talk Show. JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. First week in G. Well, they did it again. Every week, I ask and thank you folks out there, my fellow Jeepers, to help us out by sending us emails asking for advice about your Jeep, a tech question you might have, or a tip to a Jeep or off-road related story. Well, when the email popped up in the Jeep Talk Show inbox from a familiar contributor, I didn't really think all that much about it, and so it sat for like a week or so. When I finally decided to give it a second chance, a second glance, I noticed the words in the subject line, and my heart just dropped. If you've ever received a summons for jury duty, gotten a ticket in the mail, or an envelope from the Montel Williams show, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) It simply read, newest Chrysler abortion. Those three words are probably haunting in your imagination at this very moment now, just like they've done done to mine for, well, ever since I opened that email. For that specific contributor, and you know who you are, who sent me that email, I'll have you know that after clicking on that link, I was visually assaulted. My sensibilities are delicate, and after having witnessed what I saw on the screen, I threw up in my mouth a little. (laughs) FCA, in the seemingly never-ending genius, has regurgitated, I mean, revamped the Pacifica, and is bringing it back with an (laughs) all-new look. Now, from what I remember, the Chrysler Pacifica ran for just under five years until it was mothballed in late 2007, right at the beginning of its 2008 model run. It was, back then, a halfway decent-looking mid-size crossover. Its first-year production had some issues that were slowly resolved, giving the platform a really unfair, poor reliability reputation early in its run. Dormant for the better part of the last eight years now, and FCA has yet done it again. Not sure how many more times I'm going to have to keep saying those lines, but it's true. This time, it's not one of our Jeeps they bastardized with the hunchback of Notre Dame makeover treatment. The all-new 2016 Pacifica is now a damn minivan. Thanks, FCA. That's just what the American consumer wants. And another Jeep news in 2011 is reported that Jeep would not likely have another platform with a pickup bed in the foreseeable future. Then just a few years later, the rumor started leaking that there may be one in the works. Last year, finally, Mike Manley, head of the Jeep brand, gave us all the answer we've been hoping for. That yes, indeed, there will definitely be a Jeep pickup joining the lineup soon. Unfortunately, reports uh, that it was likely not going to be happening until the next generation Wrangler is due for release followed very quickly. Well, the Detroit News reported this week the decision has been finalized, and the Wrangler-based truck is expected to arrive in 2017. Some people had uh, forecasted 2018, but that is not true. Sometime after the launch of the next Wrangler, we should be seeing the new pickup. And here's the good news, Jeepers. It'll be built right here in the good old U.S. of A., right there in Toledo, right next to its sibling. 
This year's New York Auto Show will be the site of the, re of the reveal of the compact SUV that will slot in between the Renegade and the Cherokee, built on the Renegade Fiat 500X platform and replacing both the Compass and the Patriot. Derided by many in the U.S., the two aging CUVs still sell terrifically well. They both hit records here last year. One of them will live on a name. The new SUV to be called either the Compass or the Patriot. The former name is bigger in the international markets, where the latter gets more recognition here in the States. The show, uh, the show, that show is when we will also get uh, Fiat Chrysler's updated five-year plan that will take us through the presumed end of CEO Sergio Marchione's tenure at FCA. So... Lots of big stuff developing in the Jeep world this year. And of course, we'll be keeping you guys all up to date with every last little bit of it right here on the Jeep Talk Show. I want to thank all of you guys who contribute each and every week to This Week in Jeep and other segments we have here on the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, keep up the great work, guys. I really appreciate it. If you guys have a response to any one of our stories or you have something you think we should be reporting on, by all means, send us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. I thought they called it the Pacifica because that's where they buried it. <laughs> in the pacific if you guys didn't get that joke i have to spell them out I've, I've been told so uh yeah well that sounds good uh you know mike manley i just i you just you Still, gotta love that, that name. name you gotta love that gotta name. get that guy on the show one of these days mike manley you know he he would have to have a uh, a booming announcer style voice uh he might end up coming on the microphone. He kind of might even sound like this, <laughs> which would just completely ruin the entire. It would. <laughs> Manly, come on. Hey, did you hear about that uh, that guy that was impersonating impersonating uh, Mike Tyson? <laughs> <laughs> he even had a face tattoo, and oh. apparently he did something to a young lady that he wasn't supposed to, or something. And uh, they were they were looking for him. And could you imagine? Hey, hey, am I Mike Tyson? Could you walk around? <laughs> you, I mean, you wanting things that bad to have face the face tattoo, tattoo and, and the voice? Life. I don't think I could do the voice seriously. Or life changes, <laughs> life decisions. <laughs> exactly. Face tattoos. <laughs> You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast at my mom's house. We welcome and look forward to your questions and comments. Dial 530-675-4102 and leave your message on our 24 by 7 voicemail. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. Coming up on Wrangler Talk. Oh, um, Josh, the show notes are... Just, just read, read what's there, Tammy. Just uh, I fixed okay. it. It's, it's, okay. It should be good. Okay. Something, something, something purple... Something, something purple, yada, 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 purple, something, something. Okay. I forgot to update it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's but pretty I, close. I figured, I figured it'd be pretty close anyway. Yeah. <laughs> pretty close. Purple. I mean, how many times can you say purple and not like it, right? Am I right? Purple is purple. <laughs> we love purple. So I want to remind you guys that we are now, um, what, how do you say it, smartphone-enabled, mobile-enabled on our website. If you go over to jeeptalkshow.com, you will be uh, presented with a nice little uh, reduced uh, size screen that will fit your, your mobile phone just perfectly. You can select the, uh, the latest podcast or, wow, even go back 10, 20, 30 shows. And then once you've selected it, just press the play button. So uh, I've got to encourage you that if you are trying to get it across to your naive uh, friend of how to listen to the Jeep Talk Show, it just got about 200% simpler. Just tell them to go to jeeptalkshow.com 
on their mobile phone, select the show and press play. Hey, I want to tell you about the 4x4 Radio Network, the Jeep Talk Show, the 4x4 Podcast, Center Steer, and, uh, which is Land Rover, Muddy Microphone, Podcast, ATVs, have joined forces and created a network. We'll be adding more shows to the lineup soon, and you can visit 4x4radionetwork.com and listen to all these great podcasts by simply pressing the play button. You see how easy we make it for you guys? All you got to do is press play. The smiles easy come peasy. naturally. Yeah, easy peasy. There's no better place to get all your 4x4 information. That's 4x4 Radio Network www.4x4radionetwork.com And here I am missing my cue again. <laughs> you know, me. we love hearing from all of you, so be sure and call our voicemail at 530-675-4102 or jump over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com and leave us a message. Just click on the send questions comment button it's over on the right-hand side of the screen, and leave us your voicemail. We love hearing from you. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so at the beep, leave your message. Hi, guys. This is Joe. Hi, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hi, Joe. <laughs> I was just going to call you. I just hadn't called in for a while. Uh, I've just been busy over the holidays, and I hope you guys had a great holiday, and I hope everybody has a good new year. Uh, but uh, I was gone because my son is at Indiana University, and the team got to play in the Pinstripe Bowl. So my son was playing in the Pinstripe Bowl, so we went to New York to watch a football team play in the baseball stadium, which was a little odd, but everything went fine. Uh, we did not win, but that's okay, Aww. because technically... My son was a winner anyway, as uh, he doesn't play on the team. He plays in the band, and the band did great. So, oh. <laughs> hope you guys all did good and take care. Um, and I'll uh, touch base with you soon. Bye bye. Bye, Joe. I wonder what interesting thing Joe, interesting things Joe is going to get into this year. I, you know, he did that nine mile off road race on foot. So oh, that's uh, right. Wonder what he'll be doing this year. Well, thanks for the call, Joe, and. Uh, it's still great to get to go to a bowl game, isn't it? Heck yeah. Uh, definitely an experience that everybody should have at least once in their life, I think. Okay, so let's get over to this one. Now, Josh, you're going to like this one. Uh, Pamela is going to ask us a question. All right. Hi, Jeep Talk Show. My name is Pam, and I'm calling from Walnut Creek, California, and I have a question. I need your opinion. Do you prefer and do you drive manual transmission in your Jeeps or automatic? I would love a manual transmission, but I've been watching videos and I've been off road a little bit and I don't know if I can handle dangling on top of a rock with a manual transmission. What do you guys drive? And um, I know it's a controversial subject for, for the Jeepers out there, but I'd like to know what your opinion on that is. The positives and the negatives of both. Thanks so much. Well, I'll, I'll jump in here. Uh, sure. I, uh, when I went to look at the uh, at a TJ in 1998, I was not interested in having a four-wheel drive with an automatic transmission. To me, those two things did not go together. I mean, it's a, a utilitarian vehicle, and you know you need to be working on it. You need to know how it all goes together, and it needs to have a manual transmission because you know it's not supposed to be a comfy thing. It's a Jeep, for God's sake. And I was really surprised. Uh, 
for for one reason or another, uh, we were looking at the '98 uh, Cherokee that was on the showroom floor, and uh, it was it was an automatic. And I said, uh, "That's this is this is really nice, but do you have one with a, a standard transmission?" And they said, "Well, they make them with standard transmissions, but we'd have to get one special ordered from the factory." What? <laughs> it's a Jeep for God's sake! How does sakes. that work? Yeah, and in other words, we don't have one here to sell you. <laughs> we we would rather sell you this one than have to wait. Uh, and find another one for you. So uh, we we did decide to go with the, the Jeep Cherokee, and it has an automatic. And then uh, years later, I found out that that's actually what uh, people that go on rocks really prefer. And as I thought about it, it does make sense. You don't want a couple extra things to have to deal with while you're, uh, like you say, balancing on top of a rock. So it, it an automatic makes it a lot easier. Yeah, I'm speaking from experience. I, I, I've owned both kinds. Uh, and in fact, I mean, I've owned well over 30 vehicles in my life. I know that seems like a lot. It's true. I can go down the list for you guys one of these days. Uh, and I'm on my third automatic out of all of those. Oh, wow. I have driven so many sticks. Uh, but honestly, off-road, I do prefer an automatic. Now, that being said, a lot of this does come down to the kind of terrain that you have in your area and the type of wheeling that you will be doing. Now, if, if you're, you know, really big into mud bogging or um, you're on the sand a lot uh, or just some mild trail riding, well, a stick is just fine. And it actually makes an economic mm. spend, oh, sense, yeah. especially if you're driving to and from the trail because a stick does get a little bit better gas mileage. Uh, that being said, if you are a rock crawler uh, or you are into, into um, some off-road racing uh, as far as like, uh, you, know, for, you know, competition rock crawling goes, uh, automatics are where it's at. I uh, see them a lot in uh, in a lot of the the King of the Hammers rigs, uh, and I see them a lot where I wheel. We have a lot of uh, a lot of rock crawling out here. So uh, my personal preference, uh, if and if I was to be buying another Jeep tomorrow, uh, I my preference would be going towards an automatic. Another reason for that is also I've got a bad back. I've already had one back surgery. I'm trying not to have another. Uh, but, uh, even out on the trail, working, working the gas and pedal, a little heel toe every now and again, uh, my back feels it after a day of wheeling. I don't want to have to throw in another aggravator by working a clutch overtime, uh, trying to keep balance or keep wheel position in a precarious position when I'm off camber on some boulders. Not exactly one thing that I want to be paying attention to if I've got all this other stuff that I should be paying attention to. So, uh, is it a big deal for some? Not really. Uh, if you've driven a stick for half your life, then this is going to be second nature to you. And a lot of this is going to seem like Peshaw. You know, who really cares about how much you have to work a clutch or a stick when you're on the rocks? You do it all the time in traffic. Uh, so, you know, again, it comes down to personal preference. How comfortable are you behind a stick and, uh, and exactly what kind of wheeling are you going to find yourself doing the most? Uh, and those would be the two biggest deciding factors for me uh, and which transmission I'm looking for in a Jeep. Yeah, I have an um, an automatic. I actually test drove um, a manual Rubicon, and he the salesman even took me out on some rocks, um, just some little itty bitty rocks. And I definitely was like, I think I need to stick with an automatic. And also, I was told that if you have um, the manual when you're going through water, you kind of put your putting in that more at risk than it you would be a transmission for getting water into the clutch. I don't know how true that is because I'm not familiar with it, but um, there is also more parts that I think you would end up having to get fixed. 
Well, there's certainly uh, you I know, wouldn't parts agree that with wear that. out more. Yeah, I wouldn't agree with that because I think an automatic transmission is going to be a lot more susceptible to water damage. Uh, your your clutch might, you know, I don't know, you've been through water with, uh, with your disc brakes and you notice how the brakes don't really work as good uh, until they start drying off. You would have the same, same problem with your clutch. Uh, but, uh, uh, the, the standard transmission would fare a lot better going through water than what an automatic will. Oh, well, see, see, that's uh, opposite of what I, I was told. Hmm, I'm not hundred percent sure. I mean, I, I know with my AW4, it's a sealed transmission. Uh, I mean, it does have a vent, but that's on the very top of the transmission and is routed up to the engine compartment. So, I mean, unless, unless you are running, uh, the old style long cone, non-slip yoke adapted uh, type of transfer case, uh, that would be the only inlet that I would foresee water being able to get into. Everything else is relatively fairly well sealed up. Well, uh, the, the automatic transmission will be toast if you get water in it. Indeed. Whereas the, manual, up. whereas the manual won't fare great, but it'll do a lot better <laughs> with water and oil <laughs> in it than what automatic will. So, and they're a hell of a lot easier to fix. Mm, that's uh, true. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted the manual. Uh, the the gas mileage because you have more control over the vehicle and and you know where the when the clutch is engaged and when it's not engaged. There's no comfort setting. Well, I guess you can do a comfort setting on a manual transmission if you want to. You just feather the clutch. But uh, so anyway, uh, we've got dissimilar views here. If you guys have a view on uh, you know whether. Uh, a, a manual or automatic would fare better in water and mud, let us know. Um, just uh, send us an email, info at uh, jeeptalkshow.com, or you can uh, call our um, voicemail and let us know. Who's got that number? 530-675-4102. There you go. All right. Well, thank you very much for your voicemails, and uh, hopefully that answers your question or confuses you further. Clear as mud. Glad to help. <laughs> Always love the bud. Well, hey guys, uh, there's something else that you're going to love, and that's our YouTube channel. want to make sure that you guys are aware of that and what's happening over there. We are uploading content fairly frequently, and of course, we would appreciate your guys' subscriptions. Please head over to youtube.com slash jeeptalkshow and tell a friend. We want to get as many subscriptions as we can in 2016. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. So, hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? We would like to hear from you. Just uh, give us a call over on our speak pipe uh, via jeeptalkshow.com or our call-in call number, 530-675-4102. Oh, I can't wait to get into the show season uh, this year and get a lot more of those kind of, uh, those yeah. kind of audio bites. That's, that's a really love promo. getting out there and interacting with my fellow Jeepers. So let's get over to a, uh, a segment that we don't have uh, enough of, I think, because it's always fun hearing about the radio Comtech from John Pre-Runner, Pre-Runner 1982. He was recently involved in an accident. No, I'm sorry, uh, a two-meter contest. And uh, <laughs> a big difference, Tony. Yeah, I was like, what? You didn't John, tell no, me that. Like, John, Jeez, I'm kind of worried now like, for a second. John's like, really? 
<laughs> is the Jeep okay? This guy should even should be doing this now. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. Uh, he was commenting in the chat over on xjtalk.com the other day that uh, he was late to work because he got stuck in his driveway trying to get out. Uh, out that to- guy's driveway. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> all he has to I've, do. I've seen the pictures. Yeah. All he has to do is to have some uh, jeeping fun is go to work. <laughs> and now it's time for some radio com tech. Another warrior is on the mesa. CQ contest, CQ contest, KF5, WUF, mobile. This is John, and on this Radio Com Tech, I'm going to discuss ham radio contesting and events. I know y'all are all saying, how the hell does this relate to jeeping? Well, it gives you a chance to see how well your radio setup works, how location and condition affect your signal, ideas on how better to deploy your setup if you're using a portable radio and or antenna, and a chance to discover any shortcomings in your setup before you discover them during an emergency or overland adventure where communications could be paramount. But if you're competing as a mobile or roving station, or operating from a remote location or mountaintop, your Jeep will take you there. There are contests for HF, VHF, voice, Morse code, digital modes, and more. There's also a number of ham radio events throughout the year, such as Summits on the Air, Jamboree on the Air, National Parks on the Air, and Field Day, as well as others. For Summits on the Air, operators take portable radio setups and operate from mountain summits around the world. Jamboree on the air is when girl and boy scout groups get on the air and try to make contact with other scout troops and other hams. National Parks on the Air runs throughout 2016 where amateurs from all over the country set up portable stations and operate from national parks in the U.S. in honor of the 100th anniversary of the National Park Service. Field Day, which is probably the largest ham radio event, is the last full weekend of June where hams and ham groups around the country set up stations run off of emergency power and try to make as many contacts in a 24-hour period to simulate an emergency and passing emergency traffic. Some contests are broken down into groups based on wattage, and though in an emergency situation you would probably run higher power, in a contest or event you can run lower power for fun to see how well you and your radio setup can operate. Recently I competed in a 2-meter FM contest as a mobile station. In a VHF FM contest, the contacts are made by simplex or radio to radio without the use of repeaters. There are people that compete from their home station and there are roving or mobile stations. In this particular contest, the idea was to work as many people as you can for points and as many unique zip codes as you can for a multiplier. As a mobile station, I activated multiple zip codes. Knowing that height is important, I scouted my intended zip codes for the highest location possible. Since I operate in the low wattage class, I also use a homemade portable directional antenna on top of a 12 foot extendable painter's pole to make the low wattage more efficient. Since this contest only ran for a couple of hours, I had to limit each stop to about 20 minutes with time to set up, operate, tear down, and move to the next location. One key to FM contesting is to turn down your squelch so that you can hear those stations that may not be coming in full strength, but can be heard enough to still make a contact. All in all, I think I did okay. I made about 14 contacts, and with multipliers for being mobile, low wattage, and making contact with six unique zip codes, I obtained a score of 5,670 points. Hopefully that'll be enough to defend my first place standing from last year. The longest contact I made was 40 miles, though it was an easy contact, so I probably could have gone further if there would have been a ham competing that lived further away. 
If you're interested in trying to contest, check with your local ham club for local contest or go to www.arrl.org contest calendar for HF contests. If you have any questions or comments, please send me an email to prerunner1982 at yahoo.com. This is John, prerunner1982, over and out. Yeah, great information. And uh, yeah, John has uh, been waiting to uh, uh, hear what his standing is. I think somebody just asked him today in xgtalk.com chat uh, if uh, what his, uh, his place was. But I think he said that they were um, um, accepting... Uh, more logs basically you log all your contacts and then they uh so there's a a, a wide time for them to uh, submit logs so they're they're waiting to collect them all before they tally all the points but good yeah, luck it sounded on like somebody demanded a recount yeah. <laughs> well i'm surprised they didn't from last year but uh yeah that's uh that's pretty cool nice little setup there with the uh with the, the pole and the uh the multi-band antenna it looked like it was vertically and horizontally polarized which is which is good depending on who you're talking to. Base is usually uh, horizontal and uh, vertical uh, for the moles. So those were pictures of his Jeep and all his stuff? You know, I think that was actually XJ Jake's uh, Jeep because that's the, the right color. Uh, although it could have been John. I don't know where he would have got that, that big-ass sticker, that big-ass Jeep talk show sticker. Yeah, I saw that. But I know Jake has, uh, has one on his Jeep. Maybe, uh, maybe John's been doing something I'm not aware of. <laughs> have to ask him about that. <laughs> okay, now a favorite part of my of the show that I like and something we all look forward to each and every week is hearing from the mind of Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G and uh, I just want to thank everybody who sent well wishes to Sir craps a lot. If you don't know, it's my dog that got worms. And uh, apparently you get worms from an insect bite. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Well, m- moving along, though, you're talking worm. about vibrations and stuff. And uh, I want to talk about wheel bearings for a second. Uh, Wendy and I are driving down the road, and I'm getting this loud, whiny, screechy noise coming from the right <laughs> side. And, you see where uh, this so is going, right? My question is, <laughs> is, if a dog gets worms from a flea bite... How does the flea get worms? All right, guys, I'll uh, chat you later. I knew, you have a I good just, one. Nice Bye. save, Nikki G. Nice I just save. knew he was going for the wife. <laughs> he, I, <laughs> he was going to zig. He zagged instead, and uh, he avoided having to sleep on the couch. Well, I think he's out there anyway, but <laughs> not for that. <laughs> Certainly not for that one. That was a good save. <laughs> All right, here we go. Everybody buckle up. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, I gotta say, kudos to you, Tammy, for driving around Maryland in the winter time <laughs> with the top down. Seriously, as you got to be one tough chick. She's got issues, and uh, yeah. I mean chick as a term of endearment, not as a sexist <laughs> remark or referring to you as a farm an- animal. Oh, you no know, small chicken. <laughs> oh, God, it's uh, out of it's, maybe it's because <laughs> we have global warming and the temperatures are somewhere like. Who knows? Now, uh, it gets, I'm from Ohio and Wendy's from Florida, so we're fighting over temperature all the time. I like it, Arctic conditions, and she likes it, uh, Amazon jungle type. Oh, yuck. It gets down to about 50, and uh, she uses the remote start on the vehicles, which is uh, (laughs) elbowing me in the back and telling me, get up and start the car. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hi, guys. I'll uh, chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. So Wendy knows what it's like here in South Texas during the summertime. It's a it's a bit toasty. I've had all. I'm I'm just gonna have to fly out there one of these days. Just I've had all the temperatures. I lived in South Carolina. I lived in Minnesota. Now I'm in Maryland. So Minnesota had to have been the roughest one. Well, actually, North Dakota too, but North Dakota was. Oh yeah, I bet. Eighty below wind chill one time. Yeah, wind chill doesn't count. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't. You count. go. You, you go even up there. In that. It doesn't count. You don't know anything about wind chill. <laughs> Josh, what were, you were going to say something. I'm still trying to I'm, fathom eighty below. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was cold. I, I understand it's wind chill. I mean, we we get wind chill out right. here. It's it, you know the air temperature will be you know thirty two, and and then you bring in the wind chill from the east. And I live really close to the gorge out here, and and yeah, you know it's oh sure the thermometer reads uh. You know, you know, 32, but then you step outside and it's like, holy cow, it's seven degrees. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, it was cold. We left our cars running the whole day in the parking lot at work. You'd have to. People. Yeah. Yeah. No. But what was the air temperature? Oh, like minus 25, 30, oh, okay. 40. Well, see, I don't remember. That's cold. That, that's I don't cold. remember. Yeah. Did, did you see them? Uh, you, I'm sure you guys saw the 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 uh, car that was totally iced over from the the waves. You, this, the ice was like almost a foot thick on the like hood, frosting. Yes. Did you see <laughs> that the the tow truck came and took it away? They were trying to figure out a way to get enough ice off of it so they could actually wheel it off, and they did. I think it was uh, vinegar, calcium. No, they put calcium on it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I had never thought about calcium. I, you know, lighter fluid, uh, sure, but uh, yeah, it looked uh, it looked pretty good. But anyway, I saw saw that news story. Anyway, let's get over to our uh, our final Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, can't help feeling that I just wasn't as funny as I could be on the last voicemail. We laughed. Uh, last two. Just, uh, I don't know. I just didn't think it through, I guess. But then, you know, I, f- I feel if I think about it, then it comes off kind of rehearsed and not as funny. Uh, everything works best when you're just off the cuff crazy. <laughs> so I can't really me. think of anything Jeep related. So I'll just uh, continue with my fun at the grocery store segment. Uh-oh. Uh, the next time you're going through the uh, speedy checkout lane with 10 items or less, and you have something like a box of cookies or fruit loops or something and i asked the cashier so i know this is 10 items or less and there's like 500 cookies in this bag is, is that okay <laughs> and uh yeah you get a funny look and on a similar <laughs> note guess who's the only person in north america that is banned from walmart oh no. <laughs> oh geez what all right guys doing? i'll uh chat you later you have well, a good I, one bye i think hey. i think that if you take some plastic bags with you you have a uh, a loophole <laughs> to get through the 10 items or, or less. Uh, but, uh, you know, especially if it's the same person that you asked about the cookies in the bag. Hey, you said, so here's yeah. here's all my stuff. It's already bagged. Just to scan it in the bag and you'll be okay. Yeah, I, I hate uh, 10 items or less or 20 items or less because somebody, somebody is always in there with 600 items and looking innocent like they're clueless about it. Or, or you're at the grocery store and they only have that one lane open and your cart is completely filled and they're like, oh, just come over here, honey. You know, don't wait <laughs> for Joe. He's still on his break. And so you're in line and you're like putting the stuff on the thing and then someone comes up and they're looking at you like you. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't 
I was just come here. following they, they instructions. Told me. You know, the, the great thing, uh, January 1st, you can now open carry in Texas. I'll just leave that there. <laughs> this has been From the Mind of Nikki G. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Reviews. This is where you can share your love for each one of us and the Jeep Talk Show. I guess more importantly, the Jeep Talk Show. Our first we've got a couple come. to share with you guys tonight uh, from the Twitterverse. Uh, we've got Charles W. Boatwright. That's a great name. Nice, strong. He says, uh, cool. at CW Boatwright, at Jeep Talk Show. I will listen to iTunes. Uh, love listening to talk radio for insight and views. That was a long conversation, Twitter conversation by... Uh, Charles and myself, he was asking questions about where he could listen to the show. And uh, that was a direct response from some of those, uh, uh, YouTube clips that I made this weekend. And, uh, he was like, wow, there's a Jeep show. And I want to, I want to know how I listen to it. He asked if we were, uh, if we were on uh, Spotify and I said, well, we're working on it, working on it. And he asked if we were on iHeartRadio, and I said, gee, I wish. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Not that we haven't tried. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we're getting there and uh, maybe one of these days satellite radio too and soon the world oh and this uh, this next one tammy is also uh in response to uh i think that was your video that uh the wrangler talk uh, segment that i put out okay up. oh yeah, yeah this lisa, one's, uh, all tammy. Le- mm-hmm. oh lisa um and she's got the little dot and then the seven lines for her little jeep insignia um at lawless and betty she says, at Jeep Talk Show, awesomeness. And then she gives us two thumbs up and the little smiley face with sunglasses. The cool sunglasses. So she enjoyed that video uh, uh, at least enough to comment. And uh, maybe she was just being nice. But I think she enjoyed it. Well, I enjoy those comments. I know my two co-hosts do as well. And uh, we certainly benefit from it when you guys give us those five-star reviews over on iTunes. So make sure you are getting those in early and often. Hey, it's a new year. uh, And so that means a new opportunity for you guys to leave us a review and a comment as well. And of course, we uh, very much enjoy reading those comments uh, that you guys leave us uh, here on the the show live, as it were. So uh, you guys, plenty of time this year to get those comments and reviews in. Why don't you head over there right now and do so? Please. Yes. And we love hearing from you guys. Love the interactions on the voicemails and, and, and love the reviews. It's always an opportunity to make a, make a joke out of something too. So we, uh, we like that opportunity to interact. So let's, uh, let's take a kind of a switch of gears here. We've, uh, we normally talk about uh, xjtalk.com, but we're going to talk about the uh, sister site, Wrangler Talk. Uh, what's happening on wranglertalk.com? Yes, I said Wrangler Talk. It's the sister side of xgtalk.com, and boy, it could use some love. You know, your posts, your pictures, uh, your membership. Uh, this week, we focus on a post by Jeep Talk Show's own Jeep Mama. Her post was, and I don't know if you remember this or not, Tammy. Uh, yeah, I, know, I do. I know you drink a lot of wine. Uh, interior accents. Has anyone removed the chrome accents inside their JK or JKU and painted them? i.e. the round air vents, the accents on the door handles. If so, how easy was it to remove the parts? How did you paint them? And uh, we had a, uh, a response from, it uh, looks like Robert Lee 2, uh, or II. Uh, here's one of the better videos I've seen on how to remove the vents, and then he provides a YouTube link. And then he continues, I have seen some real nice ones where, painted, uh, where they painted the vent ring and then painted the Jeep lettering in different colors. Also, you can go to a decal, I'm sorry, go to a dealer or, or a reseller like Quadratech and get color match paint 
for your Jeep. I bet sometime, uh, I bet you can do this sometime in the near future. So you can join in on the conversation over at www.wranglertalk.com. And we really like for you to, because we don't have a lot of posts over there. That site's been up for a good long time. And we have the same no flaming policy, the friendly uh, attitude. It doesn't matter if you respond to an old post. I've never understood that. What difference does it make? There should be no shelf life on a post. So uh, we, uh, we'd love to have you over there. So come uh, go over there and visit. Visit Tammy. She's posting things up and pictures of her Jeep, and uh, you can interact with her. Uh, well, that's another way you can interact with her. You're, she's all over the place. So uh, anyway, let's uh, get over to our next little segment here. Uh, Joshy, are you ready? Sure am. I was born ready. <laughs> you got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever we have answers. Oh, that's good. I just, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. <laughs> well, you know, the colder it gets, the harder it is to start my Jeep. What do I do? Well, that's a very good sign, a very good question. It's a, a sign that you are having some issues with your battery and or charging system. Now, battery maintenance is something that we've covered more than a couple times in electrical and audio tips, and it's essential, essential for the health of our Jeeps. Our Jeeps are definitely finicky when it comes to, to batteries and electrical connections, especially the older Jeeps. One of the hardest things on our batteries in our Jeeps isn't man, it's mother. Not your mother. Mother nature, that is. But seriously, wouldn't it be funny if there was a gang of ninja moms that went around screwing with people's batteries? <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, as I was saying, mother nature is by far one of the leading reasons that people are left stranded in the winter months. Much of the, much of the public relies on us Jeepers when it gets snowy, icy, or cold. I mean, who else is there to pull them back out of the road after they've slid their off-road BMW into a ditch? Anyways, I digress. Our Jeeps have to be reliable. There's just no way around it. And making sure it's going to start when it's supposed to is top of the list. If you're having a hard time starting the Jeep in the winter months, then you're going to want to pay attention. Or pay for a jump start later. Your choice. In any case, battery maintenance is easy, and it's inexpensive. The biggest culprit I see time and time again is corrosion. More oftentimes than not, when I've uh, got a uh, vehicle in my garage that I'm working on and they tar start talking about things not working right, uh, electrical-wise, the fan's not blowing like it's supposed to, the headlights are kind of dim, the stereo doesn't uh, get very loud, well, the first place I look is the battery. Oxidation on the terminals uh, or the cables happens all too easily if left unchecked. And once it sets in, your battery will be fighting a losing battle. Corrosion breaks down the continuity of the metal, and it does not allow the life-giving juice the alternator provides to make it to the battery. Over time, it gets worse, and so does the voltage flow to the battery, and eventually, the battery is draining itself faster than you can push pause on that David Bowie album you've been blasting. Keeping the terminals clean is paramount, and regular inspection of the battery cables, paying special attention to the first few inches from the terminals, uh, is definitely good key, a good thing to do at least every oil change, if not every other oil change. Batteries don't last forever. If your battery is over five years old, it's probably living on borrowed time. Typical battery life for a lead-acid battery is only about five to eight years on the outside. There are some out there who probably have batteries that are still strong after 10 years, but believe me, they are the exception, not the rule. Lead-acid batteries, you know, the ones that aren't like the gel cell Optima batteries, need electrolytes to ensure the battery can hold a charge and also put out the voltage that it's supposed to. That fluid level gets too low, the electrolysis that happens between the plates inside the battery doesn't happen the way that it should, and you don't get the juice that you're supposed to. So, check the fluid level in your battery if it has fill ports. And if it doesn't, then it's going to have one of those little color eyes, and uh, just refer to the chart, and it will tell you your battery health. Uh, and uh, if it does have those ports, well, check and pop off the tops, and, uh, and go ahead and check that fluid level. It should be right at the bottom 
of those viewing ports. Uh, if it's not, well, you want to top it off with, uh, with uh, di distilled water, that is, not tap water. Having your electrical system tested on a semi-frequent basis for load test and charging capabilities will also help identify things like an alternator going out before the worst happens. The bottom line, guys, is an ounce of maintenance goes a long way in the long-term reliability of the starting and charging system of your Jeep. Hey, guys, I want your guys' help in bringing the best tech answers that we can to the general public. If you guys have a question out there uh, that is a frequently asked question, maybe something that you've ha struggled with yourself in your own build or uh, in Jeep knowledge in general, by all means, send them in. Give us a call, 530-675-4102, or send an email asking your tech question to info at jeeptalkshow.com. So um, have you, uh, I think this is true, uh, batteries normally fail when it's very hot outside, the ambient temperature is very hot for a, a prolonged period of time, or very cold, and it seems like to me the cold will really uh, show a, a bad battery very quickly. I don't think those things actually cause the battery to go bad, I just think it, it uh, shows a weak battery symptoms uh, quicker, or quicker than what you'd normally see if the temperature was more of a constant uh, Nice, yeah, which is really weird because, you know, one of the old wives' tales is uh, if you got a bad 9-volt uh, battery, you just chuck it in the freezer for a couple days and it'll bring it back to life. Uh, hmm. And uh, some people swear by storing their batteries in the freezer. Uh, and it's, uh, it's weird because those kind of batteries work in cold and these kind of batteries don't work in cold as well. Uh, kind of odd because they both work the same way. Yeah. So, But anyway, you, I've noticed that you may see a battery fail, whether it be in uh, very hot temperatures or very cold temperatures. So uh, if you, uh, and your tires get lower too, I think that has to do with the air molecules uh, getting closer together. But <laughs> that's, there's a couple of things you can notice when it's cold outside. You, we, we're, we're not going to go there. But anyways, <laughs> shrinkage. <guys>. It's shrinkage. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, uh, folks, we're going to keep bringing tech to you uh, each and every Jeep Talk Show all throughout 2016. want to make sure that you guys are getting the most out of the show. Amazon.com and the Jeep Talk Show present You Bought what? what? You know, Josh, I'm always confused about this. What What is the Amazon You Bought What thing? Well, yeah, we only do it about <laughs> once every month or so. And uh, it, what this is, is uh, the results of our relationship with Amazon.com. Yes, that's right. We're kind of a big deal. And we've got friends in big places like Amazon.com. Now, uh, how this works, guys, is uh, if you had if you want to do some online shopping, the best place to go is Amazon.com. Biggest selection, best prices, bottom line. Uh, and the best way to uh, help promote and uh, and support rather your favorite off road podcast is by heading over uh, to JeepTalkShow.com/slash/Amazon. And what that's going to do is going to take you straight to Amazon.com, where uh, uh, you guys can do all your own on online shopping as you normally would. Uh, but Amazon has agreed to give us a small little kickback. A small little percentage of that purchase is going to go straight to the Jeep Talk Show headquarters to keep the lights on, keep the internet streaming, all that sort of stuff. Uh, it is, once again, guys, uh, Amazon.com slash, I'm sorry, uh, JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon. Uh, and we don't get to see who's buying what. All we get to see is the stuff that is actually being purchased. We get a list of it. Some of the stuff is really cool. Some of the stuff is way out of left field, and that's where <laughs> things get really interesting sometimes. Always so fun. You'll have to go back to previous episodes to hear some of the uh, the more interesting stuff that we've had pop up on our list. Bean mask and bacon salt come to mind. Crotchless panties were another one. I but, was, uh, I was we're, uh, We don't have to delve too deep into that. Oh, no that's pun. a pun. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey guys, we have been doing this for quite a while, and I wanted to give you guys some quick stats. 
Uh, and I am talking about the sick and twisted imagination. No, I'm talking about the Amazon <laughs> You Bought What stuff. Now, uh, really quick, uh, for all of 2015, now we, like I said, we've been doing this for years, um, but all of 2015, there was a total of 901 items purchased from you guys uh, over the year to help support uh, the show. Not bad. Mm-hmm. I want to shoot for 1,000 items for 2016. So we're going to have to step up your guys' game. Uh, maybe get Nana two presents the, this, this year instead of just one. <laughs> well, um, Valentine's Day to, is coming up. <laughs> you know, now, you people spent a little over $26,000 altogether on those 901 items, and that wow. averaged out to about $30 per purchase, or about $0.07 cents that we get. You see how this works. <laughs> <laughs> no, out of all of that, guys, uh, we, we, we barely made anything. It was about 47 cents, I think. Uh, we still got people knocking our doors asking for money. So, uh, <laughs> But uh, the two biggest categories, the stuff that we see the most uh, coming from you guys is automotive, of course, and tied Obviously, for second, yep. tools and outdoors. Didn't see that stuff coming. <laughs> With electronics coming in a very, very close third, only three items out of the total of 901 all year long were returned. Wow. Yeah, that's yes, pretty good. that is a very high satisfaction rating. A lot of online stores don't even have that kind of satisfaction rating. So good job out there, guys. Really appreciate your guys' work and diligence. Make sure you spread the word and spread that, uh, that link around us, especially in your social media. Uh, what that does, is it keeps everything that's uh, for 24 hours that you put into your, uh, your shopping cart they're available for the, for for this program. So you know that's an interesting thing. It, I buy a lot of things from Amazon.com, but there may be some people out there that are still nervous about shopping online and specifically who to shop from. So I think that's a really good stat that only three items were returned. So you know if you guys are concerned about shopping online, I mean Tammy, I think you buy a lot of stuff from Amazon. Uh, yeah, I know I do. Does as well. Josh, I I, I, th- I know you buy from Amazon. I don't know how much, but I do. Uh, I do you? But uh, so if you're nervous about buying from them, I'm very happy with it. I mean, I've got the Prime. Oh, absolutely. I've got the Prime membership, and uh, I get anything in two days. Uh, I think they've changed it recently, but uh, uh, if I wanted it in a day, it cost me three dollars and ninety-nine cent more to have it overnight. Oh wow! And there's there's, some here, days there's, there's my even like some two-hour. There's some two-hour in, in in select cities. Yeah. The pantry. They, yeah, in select cities, they have some a new program, uh, even better than Prime. Uh, Prime gives you two days. This program gives you two hours. There's nothing better than Prime because they bring it to your door. Pantry, you have to leave the house. Tammy, what were you gonna say? Oh, no, a pantry comes right to your door. Oh, does it? It does to our house, yep. Well, I didn't Before, read. <laughs> yeah, the UPS man carries the pantry box. We've ordered that a couple of times. Neat. I want to I see the uh, the quadcopter dropping it off in the, yeah. in the bushes yeah, in the front yard. Too. Well, that won't happen here in D.C. because there's a huge no-fly zone with all that oh, yeah. stuff here. Well, what is some of the stuff that you guys have been ordering? We don't have any of those weird, odd, entertaining curveballs tonight, but we do have yeah. some cool stuff. We've picked out yeah. three items, uh, and uh, let's go ahead and talk. But Tammy, what's first on the list? Well, it's from the automotive department. It's the Rough Country 1117, and it's the one and one and a half inch rear shackle relocation kit for $119.95. Um, it fits all the 84 to 2001 Cherokee XJs. Its kit contains frame brackets, shackle brackets, and the necessary hardware. You can fine-tune the rear suspension of your XJ with five different mounting points. These place your shackle in an optimum location for maximum articulation, allowing for greater articulation off-road. 
It does require a 1.5 inch or taller rear lift shackles will not work with factory rear shackles adds approximately one and one and a half inch uh, inches of lift longer rear shocks are recommended a taller coil or coil of spacers in the front are recommended to level the vehicle please note exhaust modifications may be required for adequate clearance of the shackle bracket sometimes you gotta break out the the b (laughs) the pf uh, uh what is BFG. it? The BF, BFG? Uh, BFH. Yeah, that's what BFH. was screwing me up. The BFH. BFH. Yeah, the uh, the big uh, freaking hammer. <laughs> so Hey, really quick, uh, Tony, I don't know if you're going to be able to answer this or not, but we had a question about our Amazon program in our live chat over at JeepTalkShow.com. Uh, Jam Deeper asked, does it work if you transfer to the app when it asks from the site? I guess what he's asking is if you have something uh, in your in your shopping cart and you're on the site... And if you decide to transfer to your phone, do you, does Jeep Talk Show still get the credit? No, I don't think so. I believe they use cookies. And, uh, uh, the that cookie, would make sense. Uh, the, whenever, you, whenever you go to the link, uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon, I'm, I'm working to get that in three more times before this segment's over, <laughs> that uh, it, it probably stores a cookie so that when you go to Amazon, they see that, you know, that you've you know, blessed this site. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that you want to give credit to. So if you have it in your inbox, then you switch to another computer, whether it be a smartphone or anything else. The cookie's on the original computer, uh, and gotcha. I believe that's the way it would be. I can't really see how they would move it. I, I guess technically they could do that, but I bet you they don't. So uh, I would uh, I would suspect that uh, you know make your purchase uh, there on the computer if uh, if you could please, or, you know, you can always go to, uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon on your smartphone before you make the purchase. That's right. Just to play it safe, just do it all from one device, uh, at least through that one transaction. Obviously you can do it from, from multiple devices, but, uh, complete your trans start and complete your transaction on the same device just to be safe. And for the first listener to purchase that Boeing 747 from Amazon, yeah. <laughs> we are going to dedicate an incomplete show to you. So just keep that in mind when you're shopping on Amazon.com. You know, over the year, we did have a couple of uh, big ticket items. Yeah, we and uh, we don't see them all that often. Uh, and uh, I think uh, the first year that we did this program, uh, we got somebody that purchased, uh, it was like a $1,200, $1,400, somewhere around there, uh, 55-inch big yes. screen TV through Amazon. One of the, still to this day, one of the largest purchases we've ever had. Uh, just goes to show some of the dedication um, and, uh, and willingness to, to support the show from some of our listeners. Uh, keep up that great work, guys. Uh, 2015 didn't quite see numbers like that. Um, our, our big purchases was uh, uh, in the six and $700 range. We had a, a very expensive, very nice tablet that somebody purchased mm-hmm. and a welder. That somebody purchased. Oh yeah, well, that's right. Too. Yeah, and that was. Uh, I remember he was bugging order. the hell out of me, going, "Do you see it yet? Do you see it yet? Do you see it? <laughs> is it there? Is it there? Yeah, no, is, that was actually, it, I think, one of our biggest. I think he actually got the big ticket item. Yeah. Uh, for 2015. Yeah, and uh, when I said bugging the hell out of me, it was it was a good thing. It made me smile every time he wanted to know if it was showing up on Amazon yet. Yeah, so oh, that was awesome. that was cool. That's yeah, awesome. yeah so uh, that's some dedication there. So let's get over to uh, toys and education now. I'll tell you, I expected something else when I saw this, Josh. Josh picked out the uh, the Amazon You Bought What stuff tonight. So when I saw toys, I was, uh, oh, he found something. But no, this is uh, nice, legit stuff. Learning resources, pretend and play, doctor set. Again, you see where I thought it was going? This Anything is only can be misused. <laughs> Just saying. This is, <laughs> or, or used better. This was only $23.99 from Amazon. 
Uh, features all the medical tools necessary to keep your patients healthy through imagination, role play, and fun. I'm still going there. Increase fine motor skills during playtime while learning practical life skills like exploring body cavities and how to cut off your finger. Well, reminds me of a knife story I had when I was eight. Uh, ease anxieties about upcoming doctor visits by acting out different scenarios and making the experience more fun for the family or creepy, <laughs> depending on how you like uh, how you look with uh, latex gloves on. Late, I can't even say it; it's so funny. Latex gloves on. This 19-piece set includes stethoscope, pager, cell phone, forceps, two bandages, eyeglasses, name tag. Oh, name tag. That's good. Scalpel, thermometer, tweezers, syringe, blood pressure cuff, scissors, reflex hammer. That would be fun. Bedpan. I uh, didn't need that. I know, right? <laughs> Ear scope. I, you know, the nurses do that. You, as a doctor, you're not going to be doing the bedpan. And uh, a dental mirror. Stirrups, speculum, and probes sold separately. Ah, oh, shucks. Batteries not included. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even though it's a, it's a purely innocent... Uh, this an item i'm sure that we we've always been able to find ways to to make it interesting uh and speaking of interesting uh this is from the creepy woodsman slash serial killer category uh this is the uh, smith's 50118 axe and machete sharpener it quickly sharpens a bone dulled axe hatchet or machete with just a few easy pulls weighted metal head for durability and easier sharpening when under the run from the law rubber hand and finger grips for secure handling when using as a weapon Oversized handle use allows for use with gloves because what axe murderer isn't using gloves nowadays? Cleaning brush with wire bristles, stores and handle, perfect for getting rid of pesky brownish red stains. Replaceable carbide blades ensures your weapon, uh, I mean, we mean tools, stay nice and sharp. Large safety guard because Smith's cares about people's safety and well being. <laughs> William Shatner uh, latex mask and hockey mask sold separately. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's some fun stuff. And again, guys, we really, really appreciate all the purchases that you made in uh, 2015 for us. And, uh, you know, remembering us at, <laughs> by going over to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. We just found out what you bought. Oh my God. I just can't believe that made it on the list. I can't believe we're here. It's time for Wrangler Talk. You know, we need to move Wrangler Talk uh, with uh, Jeep Mama over at JeepMama.com. Further up in the list, Josh. We can do that. We have to wait so long for Tammy to get in there and do her thing. They always save the best for last. There we go. She believed that. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. So I started a new segment on my blog. It's um, on the upper part of my blog. I have, I guess it's called the taskbar. Um, no, that's down the below. I forget what it's called. Anyway, it's called Jeep Tips. And thanks to Josh, this is my new feature that I'm going to do. Wait, wait don't, don't blame me for <laughs> Wait, <laughs> was that a compliment actually? Yeah. It oh, was. Okay. Well, yes, I will yeah. take credit for that. She's the nice one, Josh. She gives compliments. <laughs> well, yeah, this is your reaction, Tony. I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I can't That's... help myself. I've been abused for so many years by you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by from Tony, right? Um, yes. Sure. Last week, um, during I think it was during my Wrangler talk. Yeah, it was during my Wrangler talk. Josh is like, "Oh, that's a great Jeep tip," and I was talking about my spider web shade. 
and how some people put a blanket between the spiderweb shade and the soft top to store blankets in the winter. And Josh is like, oh, that's a great Jeep tip. And I'm like, hey, that's a great addition to my blog. So I've started it. And if you go to my blog at www.jeepmama.com, you can see I already am up to Jeep tip number eight. And I am welcoming your Jeep tips. So just send me a comment, an email on the right side of the page of my blog. You can send me your Jeep tips. But right now, my first one, of course, is the one um, from last week about the spiderweb shade and the blankets. And then the second one is for the Jeep Wrangler owners. I don't know if this goes with every Jeep or not, but when you lift up the center console and you look underneath the top of the center console, they have these little cool things where you can store stuff items there like maybe if you have the old-fashioned tire gauge or you can put like your insurance cards in there and they have little flaps anyway I thought that was kind of cool it's like a little secret hiding place Um, the number three Jeep tip that I have is the Jeep badge of honor program and since I've posted this picture on all my social media sites some people have been kind of upset and uh, about not having enough trails across the country Mm because like one person is like 400 miles away from the nearest Jeep trail where you can earn a badge from Jeep. So I think I might be sending them an email to see if maybe we can add some more Jeep trails to that. Um, the fourth one, which I think Josh said this was his favorite Jeep tip. Yeah, sure is. Um, the silver latch on your door frame where the door latches close is the perfect size for you to open up a beer bottle or an old-fashioned Coke bottle, I guess. Um, And if you have a JKU, which is a four-door, you get four of these openers. And if you just have the JK, which is the two-door, you get um, two openers. Um, Number five, this I actually talked about last week too, I believe, is make sure you attach your vinyl windows to the soft top before it gets too cold. Because in the cold, your soft top shrinks a little and it can make it very difficult to zip them back up. And then number six was actually from a... Um, viewer, I guess you would call it, is um, if you have zip difficulty zipping up your windows on the soft top, try running a small bar of soap across each z- zipper, across the zipper teeth. Um, and that was from Randall Reagan, and he's one of my um, Google Plus followers. Number seven is from Ron D. And he says, and he lives in the Minnesota area, so he would know this very well. Be prepared for others who all of a sudden show up at your doorstep asking for a lift to work because their car is stuck in a snow-filled driveway. (laughs) I thought that was kind of cute. And number eight, um, this is a video and this is actually from CPO who um, showed us, introduced us to the DLA. Anyway, he did an aftermarket um, third brake light. He actually, it's his home, own homemade third brake light to your aftermarket bumper with a spare tire carrier. Anyway, it's a really cool way to um, add the third brake light. And I'm considering doing this. So if you go over to my blog at jeepmama.com and you click on the Jeep Tips page, Jeep Tip number eight will take you to that YouTube video. So it's pretty cool. So anyway, if you guys have any great Jeep tips, whether it's a Wrangler, a Cherokee, a Patriot, a Compass, the new Jeep truck, um, just shoot me an email or um, go to my comments section on my blog and I will um, put them up on my page. 
Sounds good. 20. We're always looking for, for Jeep tips, uh, little things like that. Jeep hacks, if you will, uh, that make uh, Jeep living so much easier or a lot more fun. Uh, you can always send them to Tammy. You can send them to the show here. Uh, in any case, uh, we will be sure to get them out to the rest of the Jeepers out in the world. You know, we we one of the things we do here on the on the Jeep Talk Show is is inform people and, and entertain, of course. And I think this is uh, this is kind of one of those deals. Uh, it's a little known fact about the the bar of soap on the zipper. Uh, it was originally not Jeep related. That was something that Bill Clinton came up with while he was in the White House. Oh, I wish I was a little bar of soap. <laughs> well, I wasn't the biggest <laughs> fan of Clinton as you are then, so. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so couldn't be helped. Sorry. Well, you know, if the zipper gets <laughs> caught you said down, bar of soap. I the, the inner the inner six year old in me just went, huh? I remember that song. <laughs> Tammy's like, I almost made it through my segment clean. Why did I, I almost made it through my segment clean, but I, I, you know, I need to edit it better. And look, okay, <laughs> you need with this. You need spark? mute control. Is what you need. You need to have be able to mute the board <laughs> like I can. Right. <laughs> Well, let's get over to our ever-popular segment, the Camp Fireside Chat. Did you guys just see Bill Clinton walking down the trail with a bar of soap? Well, there's a blue dress somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) What was going on? That's a strange thing to see out here in the woods. Especially out here in the woods. Certainly not something you like to see. So, so this is what's right. going on with your Jeep, Tony. You got that rear brake line in yet? No, I don't. Well, I mean, it's in the garage. Oh, if, okay. if that's well, what you in, mean. It's in somewhere. Yeah. And, I, and I know where it is. And I think <laughs> I remember where the bracket is. Uh, you know, I had uh, five full days off. And I think I mentioned this last time, uh, five full days off. And I was really thinking I was going to get something done. And, you know, you're working and you get a day off and you go, well, I'm just going to relax today. I'm not going to do anything. And then the next day comes and it's Christmas Eve and people, people want to do family things. It just pisses me off. <laughs> and then on Christmas, they really frown if you're outside working on the Jeep. So, uh, and then the weekend's there and you know, so anyway, I, I got no excuses. Uh, not like you, Josh, you got lots of excuses, uh, but you're going to get done with yours. You say. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, I'm getting closer and closer. So the only thing that I've got left is some cables and wires. Uh, I've got the, uh, the inspection cover and the starter to put in. Now, when you uh, say cables and wires, you mean hooking up, not replacing yeah. anything. No, okay. not replacing, uh, just, just hooking back up. So, That's you simple. know, the, the cat, the cap and rotor got to go back on all the wires. Um, all the, the, uh, the injectors have to go back into their homes and, uh, the, uh, all the cable, all the wires and stuff like that, the, the throttle cables, uh, all that stuff, all that's got to go back on. There's, as you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that, that all gets routed onto and gets bolted on or goes through the, uh, the intake manifold. So, uh, that's where I'm at right now. So new, the light is at the end of the tunnel, new injector O-rings, or are you going to change the yes. name from black? No, I, I did put uh, official Mopar uh, oh, good. O-rings, uh, injector O-rings on there. So a uh, new set there as well. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of other new stuff that went on there. Um, the full write-up will come after, after the, the big start. Yeah. We're looking, um, we're looking forward to the start video. Yep. Going to have a video. Uh, I'm actually bringing a buddy in cause I am, I am bound and determined, uh, to have my Jeep started up this weekend. I, I seem to have this problem, uh, that I, I work on everybody else's rigs and not my own. I just, I don't know what it is. I, you know, you it's like, well, I've no. got another vehicle. This is your only car, you know, whatever. So. I'm going to help you because I don't need to help myself right now. And, and it's just, it's been like one after the other. I think it's a motivation thing. It's easier to, to motivate yourself to work on a Jeep when it's somebody else that you're, you're helping than, you know, you can always put your own self, you're, you can always put yourself last. 
Well, I like helping people. I, I really do. Uh, and, and I enjoy tinkering on vehicles. I mean, I'm a gearhead. You know, what guy doesn't like, uh, you know, who's a gearhead like this doesn't like, you know, getting his hands dirty and playing with tools and, and all that stuff. And when everything is all said and done, regardless of what task is at hand, there's a sense, a sense of accomplishment at mm -hmm. the end uh, that you've, you know, you've done this uh, and, uh, and you didn't have to rely on somebody else to do it. Uh, and, uh, and generally if, if, if somebody is asking me for help for something on their vehicle, <laughs> I get them involved as much as possible because I'm all about teaching a man how to fish than rather just giving him a fish. Mm -hmm. uh, that being Carter said, sense. there are a lot of things that I do for people that isn't a specific skill set that uh, is is out of their uh, abilities. It just dawned um, on me. I'm sorry, you just dawned on me. You, you mentioned fish. H hush puppies on every part of the country there? Because we have hush puppies down here, which is fried cornbread. Is that something that you get in Maryland and uh, in uh, the Northwest? Not so much. Oh, you got to try it. I mean, you know. You well, I mean, I know what hush puppies are. Uh, they're just okay. They're more street southern. Corner. Is it? Oh, gee, I got to have me some hush puppies now. So, uh, speaking <laughs> of uh, uh, picking our speaking of scheduling too much of your time this weekend, Josh, you even yeah. have something else going on, don't you? I, I've got so much going on. In <laughs> fact, uh, at, right after this show, uh, I've got an audition for for a gig, um, and then uh, tomorrow. Uh, I have another audition uh, for a, uh, a, a feature-length sci-fi film uh, that is coming up, uh, which I will be hopefully no voicing, a, a voicing a couple characters on. Uh, cool. and, uh, it's Craigslist. He has to go to an abandoned parking lot. So <laughs> I, told him to, I told him to wear something you know, very stiff with a lock around his kidneys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> around my kidneys. Uh, no, I'm actually having uh, a familiar, a familiar name to the off-road community. Uh, Going to be in studio this Saturday for an interview. I'm having the guys from Oregon Trail Off Road uh, come into the studio this weekend for a live in-studio interview. Well, not live; it'll be recorded live, uh, but you guys will hear it here in. Another They'll be in person. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, it will be in person. Uh, we'll get some promos from them. Maybe uh, a little video snippet if I can. Uh, the green screen I have, I was doing some rearranging here in the studio over the last couple days, and it's just not quite big enough to get three grown men in front of uh, with my equipment and camera location, everything else like that. So without completely rearranging my studio, um, it's going to be an audio-only interview, but it'll still be really good. I'm really anxious to get these guys in studio here. Uh, Dan from the 4x4 podcast actually interviewed these guys uh, not all that long ago. It was about actually about a year ago, February 1st of 2015. On episode 93, I think it was, or 83, something like that, of uh, the 4x4 Probably uh, podcast. And, uh, and they were on there uh, talking about uh, this upcoming trip they've got planned. And this is a big one. These guys are going to backtrack the entire Lewis and Clark Trail. Uh, it goes from Oregon clear out to Kansas City. And, uh, and they've been planning this for, for the better part of a year or so. We're going to get all the details from the horse's mouth, as it were, I'm going to have uh, two of the uh, of the members of Oregon Trail Off-Road here in studio this weekend, and you guys will be able to hear that exclusive interview coming up on the Jeep Talk Show here in the very near future. Yeah, really looking forward to that little uh, uh, cool. overlanding love. So, Tammy, oh, yeah. you got some stuff going on, I see. Uh, well, these are kind of just like responses to earlier. Um, you know, Nikki G was talking about the remote start. I just <laughs> wanted to say, I have the remote I I have the remote start. I can like use an real, elbow. <laughs> the real no. remote start, and uh -huh. I have yeah. never used mine. What? Yes. Uh, I would now see. Uh, I, I would. I would use it a couple of times just to play you with gotta, it. You got it, especially if I it's got like, you especially I spent if like you're walking. Dollars on it. Well, if you're walking towards your vehicle and there's somebody nearby it, it's always fun <laughs> to start it up. And they'll they're gonna look. Well, it's a good it's a safety feature too. Right next to them, 
and there's nobody in the driver's seat. And it freaks them out every time. It's a lot of fun. Well, it's a good safety feature, too, because they may not be even looking at the Jeep and think somebody's in the Jeep. So there's somebody there. Now I have to deal with two people, not just this easy mark. I have to deal with somebody that's in the vehicle that I, I can't see. So, uh, yeah, keep that in mind, Tammy. It might be a good safety just, me- safety feature while you're at the mall. I just don't think about it. Yeah, I don't think about it. <laughs> um. The other thing is, we were talking about painting the air vents when you brought up the the XJ Talk Wrangler Talk um, dot com. Yeah, yeah. So somebody mentioned I should wait to see if maybe the new purple Jeep that has come out. The I think it's the Backcountry right. Jeep that Wranglers yeah. come out because that's the same kind of purple that I have. Maybe they have the purple um, air vents in their Jeep and oh, maybe it's not Jeep be, will have them. It's not going to be exact though, is it? I mean, it's not going to be the, the plum crazy. But no, it's not going to, And but it's going to be inside. So Well, I just, I didn't think that that would be good enough for you, frankly, really. I figured oh, yeah. you would have to match. Seriously. Have to match. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's, that's interesting. She, um, one of these days, she's just going to have an entire pickup load of, of parts that she's <laughs> pulled off of her Jeep that is all going to go to her quote unquote paint guy. Uh, to right. to have shot in that in that very specific shade of purple, and she's gonna be driving around this like skeleton of a Jeep for for a couple uh, of weeks until she gets all well, her parts back. It's gonna be uh, eBay uh, buy five pounds <laughs> of Legos and get a Jeep part. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm running out of Legos too, um, but I'm kind of nervous of taking the air vents off myself. I just don't want to crack them or break them. Well, you can always buy another one. I mean, that's I was gonna say. It, you know, do one that, that, you know, maybe the far passenger side one, the one that you don't have to stare at all right. the time. The one, if it does break, you know, it's going to kind of be off in your peripheral and it's not going to bug you, in, you know, for the time that it's going to take you to get a replacement. Um, right. You know, and, and follow the instructions. Uh, if you have to go out and, and get yourself a, a special tool, um, you know, so be it. Uh, you know, don't force it. And, and you know, if you, if you get stuck... Uh, uh, maybe you know, shoot a line out uh, out to the uh, to the Twitterverse or something like that. And, did uh, you uh, did you look at that video that was that was on the yeah, post? Yeah, I did. So I don't guess that gave you any confidence. Well, it basically, I guess I'm still like nervous with the whole, you know, like the whole. You just need to use the big the big F hammer, <laughs> or you need to just you know use a little pressure. I'm just not used to that quite yet. Oh, I remember you taking um, off that uh, shifter handle too. That was oh, yeah. Uh, that's a good one. You had a knot on your head for That'll a, for a week. In the yeah. back seat every time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's still something that I'm having a hard time getting used to. That yeah. just, you know, well, a little pressure is it's new. more than a little for me. Yeah, it's new. And uh, some of these people, uh, they like seeing dents in their, their vehicles. I, I don't think right. that they really like it, but I think they just do it because of the dent's there. So, right. yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Maybe my next project. Uh, after, after, you, after you pull out that first one, you're going to be like, oh, what was I worried about? Right. Oh, and uh, I'm not saying they got it, but you know, before you start pulling off uh, Jeep parts, you might want to go over to Amazon and see if they have any replacement uh, parts. And before you go over there, go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. <laughs> I certainly Nicely will. done, sir. <laughs> right now. I'm going there now. I like that. Alrighty then. So uh, let's get over to some uh, wheeling wear. Yeah, this is the uh, part of the show where we're going to talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and around the nation. Now, we talked about it last week. It's the Ultra 4 presenting, of course, King of the Hammers. That's right, Off-Road Junkies. It is that time of year again. And this year, you can be a part of making it all come together. Hammertown is what they call uh, the, uh, the, the epicenter of the King of the Hammers. And it's where everything all conglomerates. Uh, and it's, it's not a permanent installation. It takes a lot of manpower. 
and volunteers are always needed. So if you guys want to see some of the best world-class off-road racing and be a part of the experience, volunteer to help set up Hammertown and be a part of the actions. All going down January 29th through February 7th. And of course, uh, setup is beginning uh, probably already by now. Uh, it's uh, happening in Johnson Valley, California, same place every year. Uh, for more information for trackside safety, lodging, campground information, and more can all be found at ultra4racing.com. And for mild to wild stalker modified vehicles, they've got something for everyone. It is the first trail ride of the year, February 20th, 2016, Central Missouri Off-Road Park. You guys can find out more information for that at facebook.com slash centralmooffroad. And uh, it's uh, definitely something you guys want to check out because this year they're going to have some gun rentals. That's right. I said gun rentals. A fully automatic yeah. MK47 Mutant, M16s, AK47s, MP5, M60. Goodness gracious, there's going to be a lot of lead going downrange, and I really wish I was there. Oh, it sounds like so much fun. Uh, 620 County Road, uh, County Road 118 Fayette, um, uh, Missouri. Uh, you guys really need to check out that Facebook page. A lot of really cool pictures there, and it looks like a cool event. Facebook.com slash Central MO Off-Road. And if you guys uh, have a, an event coming up, no matter what it is, uh, it, make sure that you guys let us know. Info at JeepTalkShow.com. Wherever you guys are wheeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. Hey Jeepers, we know you guys are making purchases all the time for Jeep parts and uh, spring is right around the corner. Builds are going to start getting going in high gear. And if uh, you guys uh, are ordering a Jeep part here pretty soon, make sure you ask the vendor if they know about the Jeep Talk Show. And if they don't, make sure you let them know about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. Make sure you guys are also visiting and liking our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. We are on the Twitterverse, as Tony would like to say, Twitter at Jeep Talk Show. Uh, of course, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn.com, iTunes, our YouTube channel, always needing more subscriptions, youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Uh, and of course, there's always a fourth seat open. We filled the third seat with Tammy, and now we've got a fourth seat, and we want to hear from you guys. If you've got an interesting Jeep story to tell, We've had several recently that have had interesting Jeep stories. We want to hear yours as well, whether it's a recent wheeling trip that you went on, maybe a fresh set of carnage, or an epic monument that you've just uh, surpassed in your Jeep build. We want to hear about it. Let us know. Drop us a line, info at jeeptalkshow.com or 530-675-4102. You guys can also always drop us a line using our SpeakPipe feature, really fancy little online answering machine there on our website. All you need is a smartphone, a tablet, or a microphone hooked up to your computer, and you can leave us a voicemail right through the interwebs. Hey, Tammy, where can people find you if they're looking for you somewhere else other than the Jeep Talk Show? Um, they can head over to um, jeepmama.com, J-E-E-P-M-O-M-M-A.com. And on my blog is a section called My Find Me, and you can just click on there, and you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Google+, Facebook, all the social media sites. So jeepmama.com and you can find out uh, ex all the places that Tammy are at. And Josh, I don't think you need any advertisement. You're, uh, it sounds like you're going to be busier than, uh, what is it, a, 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 a cat and a rocking... Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> rocking chair. Uh, three-tailed three, <laughs> three three cat and a, and a rocking, rocking, chair, rocking chair There you go. Oh, that's right. Guys. No, always looking uh, for more exposure and for more work, guys. I'm trying to get a voiceover career started, and uh, things are starting off rather well. So if you guys have a uh, product or uh, something that you need a narrator for or need a voice for, head over to voiceofjosh.com, and let's get in contact and see what I can do for you. And for me, all I got is this. <laughs> so please come watch. You guys have a great Jeep week. See you next See time. See you later. <laughs> Warning, the Jeep Talk Show is intended for entertainment purposes only. Use as directed. In relation to actual information, real Jeeps or persons living or dead are purely coincidental. The Jeep Talk Show is not responsible for lost or stolen items, and some assembly is required. For a full list of restrictions and contest rules, see store for details. Batteries not included. The Jeep Talk Show is for external use only. Contents under pressure. Side effects may include vertigo, uncontrollable laughter, or greasy discharge and false kung fu powers. The Jeep Talk Show and its contents are known to cause cancer in the state of California. It is probably not a federal law to use this product in a manner inconsistent with its labeling. The Jeep Talk Show may be a choking hazard. Keep out of reach of small children. All safety precautions must be observed when using the Jeep Talk Show. If you feel you've reached this recording in error, please hang up and try your call again.